The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back to Rip and Rock. It's been a while. We're back. Been some time. It has. MLB, the season officially over. The Texas Rangers are the 2023 World Series champions. Those fans, I know that hurts. That's not how we want to start off this podcast for you guys, but it's just what happened. But here's the good thing for the O's. For you guys out there, Birdland, everybody listening, going forward, these dates are big for this ball club because what are the Orioles going to do is the big question now going forward in free agency, bringing players up, trading eventually. We're going to break down all of that going forward in this episode. After the World Series ends, free agency basically officially gets underway, and that, that's the case for the Orioles as well. You got five Orioles, Rip, that are free agents. We're going to talk about that, who we think, who you think, because you know, you're know you the quote-unquote expert, I guess, in this whole thing. Yeah? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I guess. All right. Sounds good. Sounds we'll great. talk about it. Who you, who you think the O's are going to end up going after or targeting that wasn't a member of their team this past season? And then awards. Three Orioles were up for the gold glove. They went 0 for 3 in that. But Silver Slugger's coming up. AL Rookie of the Year's coming up. I have a really good feeling that the O's are going to reel in some hardware, and fans are going to be happy about that. But first, let's get into the five players that were members of the Orioles this past season that are now free agents. That is Kyle Gibson. I messed this up on Sports Unlimited, you by did. the way, because we had to do it again. Because and again. I, yeah. And again. Well, no, the, the second time was because you went over your allotted time. We were supposed whoa, to go 130. Whoa, I didn't go you over a lot. You're a no, you, you were trying to put in the, the rip and rock plug. So it was for us. I was. I was. Right. So yeah. it, it was a combination effort here, by the way. Uh, and also, before we get into the players, by the way, just for pe- people got into me about with the, the Rangers and everyone upset with the Orioles, I just... I want to give credit to Texas, by the way, just for one second. Uh, the Rangers won 40 games on the road the entire year, Rock. They won 11 straight in the postseason. And not not only is that incredible, it's never been done ever. So for anyone sitting there going, well, did the Orioles choke? The Rangers just went through Tampa Bay and Baltimore, who had two yeah. of the best home records, and then did something that we have never I, seen I, yeah. in MLB history. I think, Rip, that this isn't like a victory that fans should necessarily be salty about. If it was the Yankees, if it was the Red, if it was an AL East team or a team that you absolutely just hate and it boils your blood to see them win a World Series, fine. But the Rangers, Bruce Bochy's a likable manager. He got his fourth World Series. I mean, the guy's incredible and he managed the absolute hell out of that ball yep. club this season. But the Rangers, it should be not necessarily the blueprint for the Orioles going forward because we don't know how much they're going to spend. We don't right. know what they're going to do if they're going to open the checkbook up a little bit. But you look at a Rangers team 
They made moves in the offseason to get them to where they are. They made moves at the deadline. They paid players. They brought in Bruce Bochy. And, you know, manager aside, like Brandon Hyde does a hell of a job. Right. So that's not something the Orioles need right now. But I really truly think that this team needs to spend going forward. They have a very talented farm system, but pitching takes you so far in the postseason. And you saw it with Avaldi, with Scherzer even coming back, even though he got hurt and was out for that, you know, I guess his last start that he potentially would have made if it was an if necessary game. And then Jordan Montgomery was just absolutely filthy. So those three guys, I mean, going into the next season, the Rangers are going to have the best rotation or one of the best rotations in all of baseball. Yeah. So, and by so yeah. the way, the other one you didn't mention, free agent acquisition, Jacob DeGrom. Like yeah. DeGrom, DeGrom's yep. going to be back if everything... He got a ring, even though he only pitched in you know a handful of games, right. but you can't... You, you know, but, can. he, but he'll exactly. be back. Yes, he'll, he be back he'll be back, and, and maybe it's at the mid midway next year or later in the season, but regardless, and, and you're great with segue in this, that's why I knew if I talked about the Rangers for a second, you'd find a way to bring us yeah, back, whatever. but it brings us into free agents. Hey, I gave you a compliment. Take it. I don't want... I don't do that. I don't do well with compliments. I don't okay, know if you well, do Okay, well, hey, take compliment. You do a great job transitioning that was a great that was a great <laughs> from point a to point b but here's the reality the orioles are in free agent mode right yep. now and what does that mean because some of these veteran players that they brought in and act uh, players that they traded for are now off the 40-man roster so let's go let's go together Where kyle gibson kyle gibson jack all, right, flaherty. Gonna, all right jack flaherty aaron hicks yep adam frazier yep and uh there's there's a guy that you were like ride or die for this guy and yep. like i don't even know if i have to say his name on this podcast or just mentioning your name because Pe- it goes hand know. in hand people I feel like. Know. Ryan Ripken and Shintaro Fujinami are now just synonymous with it, each other. If you say one name, you got to, you know, kind of bring up the other. Yeah, name as well. we're, we're intertwined. <laughs> I still have to meet him and we got to, we yes, got to talk, but you do. I, I, I love his ability. You know, that doesn't grow on trees rock, yeah. but the other part for him, he wants to be a starting pitcher. He's going to have to really consider what the options could be, mm-hmm. but regardless for those guys, the Orioles are going to have to make decisions. And, and we talked about before rock, the leadership that Kyle Gibson brought, you can't quantify that into any type of stats or metric. Not at all. Same with Adam Frazier. But the reality is for this Orioles team is now do you try to find an upgrade over those guys? Like I yeah. could see a Kyle Gibson coming back. I do think Aaron Hicks is really in the equation because I think Aaron Hicks kind of became this glue for the team where mm-hmm. you could plug him in anywhere in the outfield. He could really be almost quote unquote matchup proof because he could just be a switch hitter and and provide you some offense. He seemed like he enjoyed his time. He was hitting the ball towards the end as well. Yeah. Big time in, in big moments. And the postseason, postseason, especially that game two in Baltimore. But overall, it felt like he fit what the Baltimore Orioles were doing. And the Orioles are still going to have to decide, if, are they going to give some of their younger players more run? So I think, and we talked about it on Sports Unlimited. I right? asked you, out of, out of the five, mm-hmm. you could only pick one. And who did you go with? I said, realistically, I thought Aaron Hicks would be back. Yep. I thought that Aaron Hicks, because of the fit, even though the Orioles have all these great prospects we saw that even though they have so much uh talent and ability doesn't mean that they're going to go and hit the ground running or that it's going to work out i I try to tell people when you look at all the prospects in the world you want to see everyone in the big leagues and be all-stars right the reality is that's not the case some are going to work out some aren't i would look at all this as prospects coming up as lottery tickets the more lottery tickets you have the better chance you have to cash in and for the orioles that's what they were trying to figure out so in this case why not have another guy like Aaron Hicks that's proven he's been in the big leagues now. He's had over 10 years of service time, which he cracked with the Orioles this past season. So, yes, I think he fits. Now, the dream is Fuji, like I told you, just because that ability doesn't grow on trees. 
But it's really interesting, Rock, because the Orioles are are all about value. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be some really big free agents available, especially in the pitching department. But I'm sitting here wondering, are the Orioles going to go out there and spend a ton off the get-go, or are they still going to try to figure out exactly how they want to move that money? And we haven't even talked about extensions, which we're not going to talk about today, but that's going to be a a conversation for for the future. I think, Rip, that... I don't think the Orioles have to go out and spend an absurd amount of money right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I think gradually work your way into it. Take a look and a, you know, observe and kind of sit back and evaluate the, the club that you have. And Mike Elias is going to do that. The front office is going to do that. And then you go. But what I like that the Orioles have done the last two seasons, they have went out and gotten a veteran pitcher. They've kind of leveled up too. They went with Jordan Lyles last season or mm-hmm. two seasons ago now yep. and then Kyle Gibson this past season so they went veteran veteran and now i mean if if they go out and get another veteran on a one year deal or maybe a two year deal spend a little bit that's even better than Gibson no offense to him but there are pitchers out there better than Kyle Gibson i don't think he's going to be a guy that gets offended over that or you know or anything or, or fans are as well it's like it's facts so i think that you look at the list of players and people that are out there I like, you know, obviously the top free agent is Shohei Otani, but I think that is a, a pipe dream. Basically. That's not that's not yeah. happening. But I mean, listen, if I'm wrong, I will die on that sword. Well, I, ever, I, everyone, I think I think yeah. everyone would. But the other one, Aaron Nola is going to be in for a big payday as well. And and so what it's going to come down to when you're looking at this free agents and we saw this last year, Rock, with free agents and teams will overpay for some arm. That's the reality yeah. of it. And the Orioles so far. They have a value what they look at and go, is this going to go over the value that we have for the player? And Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, maybe this is my bold take. I really wouldn't be surprised the Orioles don't spend much at all this offseason. Again, let them try to evaluate, make some moves here and there. And then the next trade deadline, next July, and the Orioles are right in the hunt and, and back in the same position. I think that they become very aggressive because you still have a lot of guys. Like, I want to see a a Jordan Westberg get more at bats. You have Jackson Holiday waiting. Heston Kerstad is a guy that showed a lot of promise. If you truly want to see some of these guys play, you're going to probably go around a similar uh, circum or similar deals like you just did with Adam Frazier and Kyle Gibson to give guys. But I, I will say, we did talk about this, Rock. I think the Orioles do have to go get more pitching depth. I don't think that that's a, a if. I think that that is a uh, not an if it happens, when it happens for Baltimore. Let me bring up the list of names. I'm not going to talk about every single name on this list, but some of the big names that are now free agents that I don't know if the Orioles are going to go after, but you give me a yes or no. Do you think the Orioles target them or do you think they should target them? Okay. Okay. And it's going to be starters and I'm going to throw in relievers as well because Felix Bautista, he's not going to play this entire season. If he does, Probably no, he, be a miracle if he plays at the end, but I, I don't even think they'd risk yeah, that. Yeah, 20, he's, 20, we're saying just, he's done for the entire 2024 season. That was the thought at first. He'll be ready for 2025 spring training going in for Felix Bautista. But do they go out and get a reliever as well, or do they kind of go in-house and look at Tyler Wells, look at Yenier Cano, look at those guys to fill that role for Felix Bautista? But um, you look at the free agents and the players that are out there right now, you got Yamamoto, who is going to be a hot commodity for a lot of teams. 
The potential fits for him, I'm just looking at MLB.com. They say the Dodgers, Mets, and Red Sox. Yeah, I say it's a no. I don't think I don't think the Orioles spend as much with those other teams. Blake Snell. No. I th- no. Aaron Nola. No. Yeah, he's going to be asking for probably big well, Those so, guys are going to be asking for big well, money. So that's, All right, hold on, hold on. Okay, keep going. How about Maryland's own Josh Hader? Yes. I think that would be a match made in heaven. To come back here, to come home, and to pitch for the Orioles and to fill that role, even if it's... But would you give Hader a, a one-year deal, or would you kind of give him a two, three-year deal and figure that out? He's 30. He's still throwing gas. I would say he probably would look for a multi-year deal. Yeah. So for the Orioles to bring him in, they would have to do that because every pitcher player wants stability. You only sign a one-year contract, essentially, is if you're trying to then prolong your career or in the hopes of signing a multi-year deal. No player is going to go in and go, you know what? I just want to sign a one-year deal. Yeah. No, they will do a one-year prove-it deal. Unless you're Odell Beckham Jr. Unless you're OBJ and they give you some guaranteed money, <laughs> and that's a little bit different. Mil, I I'll, take it. I think anyone would take it. But, yep. <laughs> but to the point right there, guys, it's prove-it years. So I don't think that a one-year deal would get Josh Hader into the names of the other pitchers that you just mentioned. Okay. That's value. Those guys are in for big paydays. So with that being said... What would they do with Felix Bautista then if they do sign Hater to a multi-year deal? What would happen if you have a Hater Bautista in the bullpen? I just think who's that your, who's your who's your closer? Well, right there? I'll say this right now: gotta, if if the Orioles go and get a closer in 2024 and say it's Josh Hader, I'd have to look at the rest. Do you have the rest of other relievers on there? Um, I don't have the. Oh, let me see if I can bring up the. Uh, well, it's all good. Tracker. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll ramble on here for a second about it. But the point being is, you have to expect. That you you can't have any thought in your mind that the is going to be part of your equation. You got something? Yeah, I got uh, just relievers, relief pitchers right here. It's it's a pretty long list, but I'm just going to kind of bring up the names that are kind of relevant and yeah, throw out a few. Think um, Craig Kimbrell, who you know blew a few saves for the Phillies. I mean, still 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 high leverage guy. You'd want in your bullpen. Liam Hendricks, high leverage guy. I mean, he's dealt with a lot over the years, personally, cancer, trying to come back from injury. Um, Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly's interesting. Joe Kelly's a journeyman. He's a journeyman. He's got nasty stuff, and he's not afraid to bring a little bit of energy and and maybe... I don't think he's afraid of anybody or anything. No, he likes to stir it up. He likes to stir the pot a little bit. He's an intimidating dude on the mound. Okay, but so those guys that you just mentioned. Yeah. For the Orioles right there, to me, that has a lot of value just because... When you ask, what does it mean if Hader came in? I think regardless of any player you bring in, they're gonna if they're a closer, they're gonna be your closer in 2024. Yep. I think that we saw with Cano is he has the ability to close games, but his role might be best suited to be a setup man. And, and for he had a tremendous year. That's not me knocking. I love what he did. And he, when he's on, he's throwing that 96, 97 mile an hour sinker, two seamer, and then he has the changeup. It's one of the the deadliest combinations you can have. And he was an all-star for a reason. But having said that, the other guys have been in those situations. They're getting paid for the situations to get saves. Keep Cano in a role where he can kind of be the, uh, not necessarily being a Swiss army knife in this Mm -hmm. sense, but he can be a setup guy. You can bring him in earlier. You can have him close out some games. I think that that perfectly fit. And then you deal with the, whatever the situation is with Batista. When Batista's healthy in 25 and he's back to being 100%, he's the closer no matter what. But up until then, you go with what you need, and the Orioles need someone at the back end of that bullpen. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, 
The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How about a Sonny Gray or a Lucas Giolito? Giolito, there were talks, not really rumors, but thoughts that the Orioles might target a guy like that at this year's trade deadline, but didn't seem like they did. Yeah, you know, I, I still think that the Orioles are really just going to have to evaluate is how much are you going to be willing to pay for a starter and how long that's going to be. You know, because the rotation that the Orioles had, even though it was under some scrutiny, the rotation was really good. I believe Grayson Rodriguez is, is going to continue to build off of what he did. Kyle Bradish is going to be one of the top pitchers in the American League. Dean Kramer built up that consistency. John Means, if he's healthy. So if you're saying there's four there, then who are you going to round out with that rotation? That's why I just want to look at this, Rock. I mean, look, these guys are, some of these free agents are going to demand a lot of money. They in the are. Offseason, and teams are going to overpay it. That's just something the Orioles haven't done yet. Do you think any of those guys I mentioned would potentially come here on a discount because of the group the Orioles have? Looking, not only that, mm-hmm. and because of that left field wall at Camden Yards, that's, that's a pitcher's dream right there. I think it depends on where they are in their career. Yeah. To be honest, I, I and this is not this is not saying people being greedy, but the reality is you try to maximize your earnings. And so for guys, if they're going to pay you money, you want to deal with that. You are, you want to take that that chance. If someone's going to if it's a five million dollar difference and this could be one of your last contract, that's something you're going to consider. Now, if you're at the end of your, your career and you've made uh, a lot of earnings, and then you're going, you know what, I want to have the best chance to go win a World Series title, then you go and do that. So that's why. I'd be hesitant that that players would take a discount. They'd have to depend on their situation. The two players on this, I'm just on the MLB.com's free agent rankings for the 2023-24 season, and they give you a list of 25 free agents out there. And and the two that are linked to the... What was that? Oh, it's just a siren outside. Yeah, I know. thought someone was like making a noise or something. I don't know. Well, there's no one else in the room except you and I. Yeah, but I thought outside. Okay. Yeah, Continue on anyway, the list. Two players that are kind of linked to the Orioles on this list. Jorge Soler, who I would love in Baltimore. I think he's a great bat. He brings energy. He has big hits and big moments. Mm-hmm. A former World Series MVP. So, I mean, for them to go out and get Soler. The big maybe, bat. Yeah, exactly. That is a big bat. And the other one, so that's a bat we're talking about right there. Pitching-wise, one they have on this list, Eduardo Rodriguez. He's 31. He's a left-handed pitcher. He opted out of his final three years at 
$49 million contract with the Tigers. So could that be a guy the Orioles go after? Could that be a guy that, that you see would be a decent fit in Baltimore? I, I think for the right price, I think I think both those guys could. The, I'll say the pitching-wise, the value's there, and it's a starter the Orioles are going to be seriously considered. I still think the Orioles will consider things with Jack Flaherty. I really do because of the fact of what the value is going to be. Yeah, he's on this list as well. Right, and, and I think that Jack could come back, and I think Jack, I think Jack has the ability to be really good. He's proven he can be really good. So we'll we'll find out. And again, it's value. Now, on the other flip side, the thing with Soler, any hitter that comes into Baltimore, the question is going to be, are the Orioles going to change their philosophy on how they view hitters? Because they are not a team that says, we are going to have someone just DH for the majority of the time. They want to give those DH reps to Adley Rutschman, to Santander, to Mountcastle or Hearn. So if they're going to go to it and say, you know what? We want a guy that's just going to sit there and we want him to be in the lineup and hit constantly. Mm -hmm. Then by all means, I love the move. But that is something that the Orioles just haven't done. They've wanted all their players to be versatile. And that has then allowed them more flexibility in their lineup. Imagine the 2023-24 season. You have Light Tower Power, Heston Kerstad, hitting bombs off the warehouse. Or to the warehouse. I mean, mm -hmm. he's... I think he's going to hit one off. Like, he might. He, he's going to go Ken Griffey Jr. Him and Gunner. Him or he Gunner. has power, dude. Yeah, him or Gunner. Him or Gunner. Them, gonna, it's yeah, the it's, race to who, I feel, who hits I feel it like first. it's going to happen, but to have light tower power with Kerstad and then, then to have some Solaire power with Jorge Solaire, that's one of the cooler nicknames in baseball, oh, I think. It's so cool. But like, unbelievable. That would, be, that would be pretty dope for Orioles fans this season, and they'd feed off that energy. While we're talking about bats, three Orioles are up for Silver Slugger Awards, their finalists. You have Adley Rutschman, you have Gunnar Henderson, and you have Anthony Santander. Here's kind of the catch about Gunnar. He's in the utility category <laughs> for that. So that could really bode well for him and be in his favor as far as it goes because you're not lumped in with third baseman this season. You're not lumped in with shortstops this season. Not that I don't think Gunnar would have a chance with that because he absolutely would have yeah. been hitting the crap out of the ball. But to be in the utility category, it's like, just give him it already. It, it, just, yeah. it said, as soon as we were talking about it and you clarified it was utility, it was like, well, that's, it's been a fun race. I feel bad for the other utility guys. Because yeah, I do too. when you think about utility players, you think about players that can just play multiple positions and can just kind of fill the needs when you need it. Not a guy that can play multiple positions and hit almost 30 jacks and is going to be possibly a perennial MVP moving forward, which... Gunner's going to be an MVP at some point here, ladies and gentlemen. So I think Gunner's going to win that award. Adley Rutschman, one of the best all-around catchers in the game. But offensively, there are some other catchers that did some great things this season. Uh, and same thing with Santander, just outfield gets crowded. And even though he's had a great season for the Orioles, I just think that the odds are going to be a little bit more challenging for him. than when you look at, we looked at that list. And again, awesome that those guys were nominated. But Gunnar Henderson, and it's not going to be close. And that's not going to be the only hardware that Gunnar's going to take home over these next couple of weeks. Yeah, the O's went 0 for 3 in the gold glove. Adley Rutschman, Austin Hayes, Ryan Mountcastle, neither of those guys able to bring it in. But to be finalists, I mean, that's a pretty cool honor. I know mm -hmm. they, they would have wanted to take it home. I think out of those three guys, Hayes, for me, probably had the best shot out of the group. But, um, you know, I, I wasn't sure if he was going to win it or not. Adley, obviously, what he can do behind the plate, but there were some really good defensive catchers as well in that category, just like there are with the Silver Slugger Awards. So um, while we're talking awards, though, we talk Gunner, you know, more awards for him on the horizon with AL Rookie of the Year coming up. I mean, I, 
think Gunner is all but a lock for that. I mean, he he is definitely like that guy's getting the award. But Gunner did win for MLBPA. They vote on this AL Outstanding Rookie. And what was really cool about that, the MLB Players Association posted a video. It's amazing. And it was superstars talking about Gunnar Henderson, a rookie, you know, who's just getting started and talking about him like he's been in the league for 10 years. Shohei Otani was like, he's got a, he's got a beautiful, well-balanced swing. Shohei Otani, best player in baseball right now. I mean, to, to hear that, I think Marcus Simeon compared him to, or maybe it was Garrett Cole said he was like Corey Seager. And then Marcus Simeon had some high praise for him as well. I forget which one. I mean, I might, I might be. Uh, but, yeah, but you're quotes, right. No, but, but, right. But, the yeah, exactly. but the fact of the matter is, all these high end top players in the game are complimenting this rookie that is not even scratching the surface of what he can become. And yeah, if you want to be compared to Corey Seager, too, I'll take that. When Corey Seager's healthy, you saw it in the postseason, that's a top five player in all baseball. And I do think that the Orioles have that in Gunnar Henderson. I think that he's going to blossom in to one of the best players in the game. And when it's all said and done, he's going to be one of the best players in, in, in the history of the game. Cole said, reminds me a lot of Corey Seager. World Series MVP this season, by the way. And the two-time World Series yes, MVP. Yes, I was, I was getting to that. And if you relax for a second, Can't. pump the brakes. Can't do it. He's the second player in MLB history to win a World Series MVP with two different teams. Can you name the first player to do that? Reggie Jackson. Mr. Effing October. I can't curse on this podcast. Might get fired. So. Yeah, well, I mean, well, you know, we didn't we didn't categorize that, but yeah. but to be safe, we won't. But yeah, it's, Reggie Reggie yeah. Jackson. So Cole says reminds me a lot of Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon. He's got all the tools to be one of the best players in the league for a long time. Shohei Otani. He has a beautiful, well balanced swing. High praise from MLB superstars. That's going to do it for this episode of Rip and Rock. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, like, subscribe. Let us know how we're doing. Leave us a rating on Apple, Spotify, wherever you can do that. You can follow Ryan at Ryan Ripkin on Twitter, at Ryan Ripkin on Instagram. I'm a little different than yep. Ryan, so I go at R DeSangro on Instagram, at Rocco DeSangro on Twitter. Um, you can stay up to date with us in the offseason. Send us your questions. We're going to be doing episodes down the line, and you can always catch Ryan on Sports Unlimited on Fox 45. Yeah, and, and please ask your questions and stay tuned. We are getting our schedule down for this offseason, and, and we were trying to figure it all out with the postseason, postseason ending, but don't you worry. We're going to have offseason hot stove baseball topics that you guys will want to tune in, and we want to hear what you guys want to talk about because that's the goal. This thing's driven by what you guys want to hear us talk about. So we will see you next time on another episode of Rip and Rock. You guys have a fantastic rest of your day.